Well, hello and welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. It is a brand new year. The calendar has turned. It is 2020. Mike, I remember years ago there was a new, uh, at the time, this was helping by old I am, a brand new, brand new news program coming on. And it was going to, somebody Downs, Hugh Downs, I think, was yeah. on it. Maybe Barbara Walters. And the, the ad campaign was, soon everyone will be able to see 2020. That was yeah. their big ad campaign. Well, now, you know, it, it's 2020. They weren't talking about the year. They weren't. But now, uh, all these years later, everyone can see 2020. You know what, Brian? Yeah. Uh, there's three or four takeaways from just thinking about that mm-hmm. uh i remember like yesterday when 1999 oh yeah and Y2K. people were freaking out about yes. y2k adding and two what's digits gonna happen to the date also, we're gonna lose our computer data and what's crazy is that yeah. was 20 years ago yeah and it turned out to just <laughs> um, be like tuesday it was something. nothing yeah and, and i remember we actually had a special midnight worship service at our church. I was okay. living in Austin at the time. And I really think the, the kind of behind the scenes uh, speculation on people's part was we're all going to be at church when this thing blows up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like, <laughs> uh, you know, and, <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, hilarious. Sure. Just but, to ensure you made the rapture. But yeah. but this is how, how quickly time goes by. I yeah. mean, we talk about that all the time, but it's just unbelievable that it's been 20 years since then. Uh, the saying that resonates with me is the days go slowly, but the years pass fast. And, yeah. and boy, has that been true in my well, life. I can't really believe true. It's 2020. So, Brian, you, I mean, I've got grandchildren now. I know. You know I, well, you know, uh, my son, I have one son that's engaged. So there's hope. See, he's getting hope. married in 2020. He's going to get married in so, 2020. So there you go. So uh, what would our lives be like if we could just see the whole year that's in front of us and kind of already know and have it laid out and and we know what is going to happen this year? What would, would I, that, I might run away crying into the closet <laughs> <laughs> based on some things that have happened in previous years. Uh, it might be a little bit scary. Uh, it would also be a little bit boring, probably. It'd probably be pretty boring, and yeah. and and that's one of the beauties of walking with the Lord every day. Is every day, you know, the proverb, the writer of Proverbs sixteen nine, in his heart a man makes his plans. Mm-hmm. So Lord. you can get your day timer out and fill up your appointment calendar, and this is what's going to happen. And uh, the Book of James says. Uh, you know, don't say mm-hmm. tomorrow we'll do this and this and make a Lord profit wills. if the Lord. So yeah. 2020 is going to be another year that unfolds. It'll go faster. Have you ever seen a year go faster than 2019? No, I have. I can't say that I have. And, and a it's lot of that had to do with the change around here. But I'm sure that plenty of people listening would say, hey, do you, you think, think your life changed a lot? Yeah, just practically speaking, is yeah. it? that we're in this 24-7 news cycle? Is that why life feels faster? I don't... I do think that we don't... There's less quiet. Yeah. There's less of a time when our eyes and our ears are not being bombarded. You know, Mike, I like to read a lot of historical biographies. uh, And I read one about Da Vinci not too long ago. They talked about he would observe the flight of birds and try to figure out which types of birds' wings flapped faster on the upstroke than they did the downstroke. And all I could think reading that that was, who has time (laughs) for that? You don't don't do that? Who has time to just watch birds for eight hours? Sometimes I like to sit out and just watch leaves grow. Grow right. my tree. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's going back 500 years yeah. or more. But yeah, yeah it, it's well, just... he didn't have cable. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly yeah. right. Or the internet, or the phone. Nobody was calling him. Or the anything phone like. is the thing, Mike. That I think yeah. is so. I mean, there's literally not a moment um, that that you're to yourself anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really isn't. And uh, that's an amazing technological advancement. It's an amazing witnessing tool. Yeah. I mean, when, I read, when I read Twitter, sure. uh, some of my favorite spiritual guys are on there. And the idea that I can, I'm getting instant messages from some of the favorite preachers that I follow and theologians and all of these kind of things. But yeah, it's, it's just noise. There's a cacophony, so, a constant yeah. din. I mean, I've been at Lifeway in 2020. This is my 15th year oh, at my Lifeway. Goodness, I, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, wow. I didn't even have gray hair when I came here. Now no. I barely got hair. But no. And the ones I have. I mean, when I go to get my hair cut now... And uh, when she's finished and the floor's covered with white stuff, I'm like, where'd that come from? I did I you not? Him. Did you not brush and sweep up but right, from the previous right, old right, person that was right. sitting here? She said, oh, that's I, I all yours. I accuse him of having like a bag of gray hair yeah, that they throw over my shoulder. There. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. To make me well, you're not, you're not quite where I am. No, sir. You're coloring, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a little experience coming okay, in the, yeah, the corners. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And I do too. But uh, So it's not lost on anybody that 2020... And here we are, the first podcast of the year. Mm-hmm. 2020 is that um, is that that well-known phrase of talking about vision. Yes. You know, a 2020 vision is, by the way, that's not perfect vision. What 2020 is, is normal vision. Oh, okay. Did you know that I you can actually have vision better than 2020? I think I heard that like yep. Tiger Woods after LASIK surgery yep. or something was 2015. Well, I, I have a very close friend of mine that I've known for a long, long time played that played Major League Baseball. I had a lot of friends that played Major League Baseball because I played a lot of baseball back in the day. But I knew one guy in particular that went on to have a quite a nice little career as a utility infielder. He played for several teams, the Red Sox, the Indians. Uh, I think those – oh, the Reds. I think it was with the Reds briefly. Um, so anybody with a red uniform. Yeah, but some basically. (laughs) But I asked him one time, um, uh, you know, what 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 do you think is the most important skill that a major league baseball player has? Uh, Somebody that's a hitter. Yeah. Somebody's going to hit in the major leagues. And he said, well, it's not a skill at all. He said the most important attribute of a major league baseball player is his vision. Hmm. His vision has to be better than 2020 for you to pick up a ball out of the hand of a pitcher that's thrown at 97 miles an hour and see what kind of spin is on it and all that and you've got to sit you're going to make a decision in less than a second of you're going to swing or not and where where do your hands have to be to hit it yeah uh your vision's got to be off the chart and uh and he and i asked him i said what was your vision he said i had 2010 Mm. and and that was the most important and you know what when i was a young man um, I had better than 2020 vision and I was always liked to hit. And I think, I think that was an advantage I had. I had really good vision and I yeah. didn't even know it at the time that how important that was. I think in a more, far more significant way that ministry leaders have to have at least normal vision yeah. and great ministry leaders have to have beyond normal vision, maybe better than 2020. So you, playing off of this, on the calendar 2020. Right. I thought today we'd talk about vision and why it matters to a ministry leader. Well, Mike, I'm sure you're going to pull up my favorite Bible verse without vision, the people perish. Do you, do you know the reference? Uh, it's somewhere in the Old Testament. Psalms, <laughs> <laughs> so Proverbs? I'll Proverbs okay, 29, okay, good, 18, good. Yes. without vision, the people perish, yeah. which is, by the way, the King James uh, translation of that term. But is That's really, the one the disciples used, if I'm the, not mistaken. Apparently, yeah, written by King James, the <laughs> right, brother of himself, Jesus. Yes. Exactly. 
Uh, but that's actually not a very accurate translation of what the original text says. Uh, the CSB, I'm glad to say, actually the gets Christian much closer to this. And I, I verified this. I pulled a CSB out to make sure the certified Southern Baptist is what CSB. <laughs> no, the, the uh, Christian, Christian Standard, Standard Bible. Bible. And by yes. the way, it is a beautiful translation. I'm not trying to plug it here, but I guess I just did. It's been amazing. Um, yeah. But Proverbs 29:18 says, without revelation... People run wild, hmm. but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. Hmm. So instead of without vision, the people will perish, the, the more accurate translation is without revelation, the people run wild. And revelation is all around the word of God. Yeah. So basically, in a, in a paraphrase, the, uh, the Harland translation right. here would, would be more like this. Without the word of God in the center of your view, mm. uh, you will literally run the risk of running around in circles, yeah. running, running around wild. The, the, the English translation here says, without revelation, people will run wild. Another yeah. English translation says people will run in circles. Uh, uh, another colloquial way to say that well, people will run around like they're crazy. My mother might say, like a chicken with its head cut off. Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, and my mother, t- I asked her one time, I said, why do you use that? And she said, you know, you're running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Right. I said, why do you use that? And she said, because when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I saw my mother go out and get a chicken and pull its head off. And, and the body flops around yeah, for a while. keeps on running. So if I want to use the farmer um, rancher version of this without the word of God in the center of it, you're going to flop around the chicken yard like you've lost your head. Yeah. Basically, that's like what the it. writer of Proverbs is about. So when we think about vision, what I'd want to put in front of our people today and for you and I to just talk about a few minutes as we're getting our year started here is the difference between vision and strategy. They are two different things. And, and a ministry leader has to have a really healthy dose of both. And maybe uh, that'd be a great thing for us to discuss yeah, today. We're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that, Mike, the difference between vision and strategy when we come right back. We wanted to take just a minute to tell you about the Lifeway Worship Hymnal app. We are so excited about this app. It's available on iOS and Android. Go and search it now. It's free and it's a hymnal you can have on your phone or tablet basically whatever smart device you use. It has all of the public domain hymns and songs from the Lifeway Worship Hymnal and the Baptist Hymnal. They're all there for free. Or for $9.99, you can download all the other songs that are in the Worship and Baptist Hymnals. This app also has some new features that we're really excited about. One is that you can create your own set list. You can create a set of hymns and songs that you might want to use for a devotional time or Bible study, at home or even for your worship services. It's a very simple tool to use. We're going to keep adding features and functionality to the app as we go on through the months and years to come. It's the Lifeway Worship Hymnal app. Go to the App Store and download the free version and check it out. We hope it becomes a great tool for you and your ministry. Okay, Mike, before we took the break, we were talking about the difference between vision and strategy. And it's it's funny you say that because I've been a part of a lot of church staffs where we're talking about our vision casting meeting and what that is is a strategy it's session. A strategy so, session. So tell us well, where we've gone I, wrong there. I think that's one of the, the problems that some church leaders encounter and it's self-imposed when your vision is only strategy. Mm. And that is when you get inside that whiteboard session and what are we going to do? And the answer to what are we going to do 
is not vision. That's strategy. Yeah. Vision is what are we going to be? Yeah. Uh, in other words, the vision of what what is in front of you to become. Yeah. And it's got to be driven by something that's bigger than trends, that's bigger than growth um, ideas, it's bigger than mission statements, it's bigger than than the tools or the hooks that you hang strategy on. It's really more defining a pursuit. Yeah. Uh, and and vision and strategy aren't always the same thing. I know I've been on church staffs that had strategy out the wazoo, but we didn't really have much vision. Yeah. Uh, it was more about beco- uh, executing what we were going to do, not so much uh, identifying what it is God was calling us to be. Yeah. And and I think the writer of Proverbs, when we see Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, without revelation, the people run around. Well, here's what I want to tell you: without a a revelation without a vision that is driven by the word of God in the center of it, your church will pursue all kinds of activity, right. but, and you'll have all kinds of strategies to do a lot of different things. And the vision might be, uh, or the strategy might be, we're going to grow and we're going to reach and we're going to do, uh, but, and you may have a whole lot of everything, but not get very, any closer to being who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so that's where, where strategy, strategy is important. And it becomes an action plan. But vision needs to drive strategy. What is it? Not what are we trying to do? What are we trying to be? And that's only informed one way, and that's by the Word of God. Yeah, and trying to decide who God's called us to be and why God has placed us here. And I was thinking when you talked about the revelation and we think about the revelation of the Word, I was immediately thinking of the Scripture, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And, of course, talking about Jesus. And we talk often about worship itself being a response to the revelation of who He is. So uh, talk about how a church can... um, Spend more time trying to seek uh, that that spiritual revelation as opposed to uh, focusing on strategy. Well, I think I think a healthy worship ministry or a healthy ministry in a church has got to be bibliocentric yeah. and Christocentric, which means there is a intense focus on the Word of God, and even more even more specific than that, both the written Word and the living Word of God. A a complete focus on Jesus and who he is and what he said and what he has commissioned us to do and a and a constant focus on the word of God understanding it teaching it breathing it in marinating in it and a culture that really emphasizes that and influences that in the lives of the people in their church and I, I would say a ministry leader you've got to model that for the people you're leading and you've got to facilitate it. Yeah, uh, I want to stand in front of my choir and I want to say, folks, right now I'm reading through First Peter. That's good. And uh, and I want to read the passage I read this morning. Da 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 da. And I want to show you two things that God showed me from this passage this morning. Uh, and and a freshness about our own encounter of the Word of God, and a so we want to model that, and we want to facilitate it in the people that we lead. Yeah, and you're talking about the living aspect of the Word of God, Mike. I know you've preached sermons before. I've preached a few sermons in my lifetime, and anyone who's done that, I'm sure, has taken the time to study and prepare and take meticulous notes. But there's that moment when you're preaching and, and you're reading the text or you're reading the note, you're reading the Word of God in that moment, and something is revealed to you yep. that you didn't 
didn't study and you didn't write down that that inspiration. So I was thinking about the, the living nature of it, Mike. And as worship leaders, when you talk about creating that kind of culture, that's why it's so important that our songs, oh, our scripture, absolutely. that our songs include the word of God and, and they're rightly translating the word of God so that we can experience that revelation. So, so let's, let's just break it really down. Practically speaking, a worship ministry that is only singing songs of expression, Mm. songs that say this is what we feel about God Mm. this is how we feel about Jesus but aren't songs that necessarily contain revelation about who he is um, and and not really teaching uh, about the exclusive claims of Christ and and the promises of Christ and and all of that those without revelation the people run around in circles and without if our if our worship ministries aren't infused with the word of God in what we're singing and what we're reading and saying in worship, yeah. then we literally are creating, I mean, I hate to be trite about it, but yeah. we're creating a circus yeah. that will could very well be entertaining, but will not be life-changing. Mike, I've spoken about this before. One, a life-changing moment for me was when you and I, uh, in, in our work, uh, you took me with you to a meeting. We got to meet with Bill Gaither, who's one of my heroes. But I remember something he said in, in our meeting with him. He talked about the, the lyrics of How Great Thou Art, and specifically the lyric that said, And when I think yeah. that God, his son not sparing. Yeah. And he talked about the importance of engaging more than just our emotions, yeah. uh, but, but engaging our minds in the study of scripture and who Christ is. And when I think that God is son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. And the emotion is the response to the revelation. That's a great point. And I'll I'll make another another hymn text that kind of says the same thing. Uh, When I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince. So, So it's more than just ginning up myself it's i'm looking at something i'm observing something right. i'm pondering something and in that ponderance i am uh, a response is is being generated and it's a response of of confession a response of commitment a, re- a response of of worship yeah. and praise i'm telling you we've got a lot of worship cultures where it's all about the praise and the and the yeah. energy yeah. and all of yeah. that and there's no yeah. confession there's no there's no revelation there's a, and, yeah. and i'm telling you it's not life changing well, i love the specific of that lyric mike and, and it's so critical see from his head his hands yes. his feet and 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 the the poetry of sorrow and love instead of the water and the blood Flow, but, but, but we got that picture from the scripture from studying right. the words we know there was a crown on his head. We know that his side was pierced. We know his hands were pierced. We know his feet were pierced. So we can only have that vision if we have the word of God and yeah. that lyric perfectly. Man, what a great, I'm so glad you brought that up because it so perfectly creates that vision. And if we don't go back to the scripture, we can form a wrong vision. Yeah. If we don't know that his hands were pierced, that his feet were pierced, that the water and the blood flowed, then the images we create about our God can be what you've called, Mike, uh, I think you called it one time an Oprah Winfrey yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Oprah's Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Well, in, in the book, Worship Essentials, which I know you've read several times, Meaning, It's Brian. right yeah. by the Bible. I'm well, there's a stand. chapter called yeah. Oprah's Jesus. I, I don't know if you... That's why I brought it <laughs> That's up. That's exactly why you brought it up. Uh, as far uh, as the listeners... And it, it talks no. about a kind of a milk toast, Jesus can be whoever you 
you need him and want him to be your Jesus, my Jesus, Oprah's Jesus. And the problem with that is that's not who's coming back. You know, the one that's coming back mm-hmm. is the one that left. And the one that left is the one that yes. gave us uh, the stories and the words of the New Testament that we that have changed our lives. So this idea about vision, 2020 vision, yep. as a church leader and as a worship leader, let's go back and talk about not vision, not quoting that verse in the sense of strategy. We need those strategy sessions. We certainly do. But let's let's let 2020, instead of that uh, representing to us a, a strategic, clear vision in the strategy sense, let's let it represent to us a really clear view of who Jesus is and his word in our worship. And how we focus, yeah. 2020 focus, how we focus the congregations that we lead back to the Word of God mm, and the person who perfectly expresses the Word of God in a living way, Jesus himself. And if we bring our people's attention back to that and make that that point of emphasis and and uh, uh, clear presentation yeah. in our worship, it will have the impact of changing people's lives. Absolutely. And we got to get back in the Word to do it. There's many ways to do that, Mike, as I hear you talk. I, I get inspired to think, you know, I've read through the Bible a few different times, a few different ways, but maybe 2020 is a year where I want to grab one of those one-year reading programs and read through the Bible. Another thing I've done, sometimes maybe I'm going to spend 2020 and I'm just going to read the book of John. Yeah. I'm just going to read the book of John. I'm telling you, Brian, the older I've gotten as a Christian, the more that I read the Bible that way. There have been seasons in my life when when I've wanted to see, okay, can I read all of this uh, Mm. this year or can I read all? And I would never criticize the people that do that. My wife's somebody that has read the Bible through on an annual basis and done it several times. I, I have found it's very rich for me to stay in a part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a number of years ago, my friend Jim Shaddix that I've talked about a long time, he's been a guest yeah, on our podcast. Um, Jim actually challenged me uh, with a practice that he practices, and that is reading five Psalms every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, and you over the course of the month, you can even miss a few days and still yeah. read the entire book of Psalms. And of course, if you read five a day, or if you make Psalm reading a part of your regular routine, mm-hmm. and to this very day, that's a practice for me. Some of these Psalms are, um, uh, you know, almost second nature to me. I've read them so many times yeah. and and still and, and to to a point you made earlier there are many many times i'm reading through psalms and a psalm will say something to me that's never said before right uh and i'll go has that been in there the whole time and, <laughs> and find out it's been in there the whole time and yeah. i just didn't notice it because one of the reasons one of the ways the word of god is living hmm. is every time we come to the word of god we bring our own current context to what we're yeah, reading that's exactly right and and we will read yeah. the same passage yeah. 10 different times and it might say 10 different things because we bring 10 different context with yeah, us it's, it's, set of circumstances and God's word is living in that way it is always relevant it is always uh, applicable yep. in every setting in my life and it's I've never gone to the word of God and said well I didn't get anything out of that today yeah. I mean it always speaks it always challenges and that's what that's what I want to help people to 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 just reaffirm today as they listen to our podcast is let 2020 be the year of reconnecting and recommitting to the word of God in your life. And then I would go further in a practical application as a worship leader, 
emphasize the word of God in your worship times. Mm -hmm. Your congregation, let them read the text together. Mm -hmm. Let them, uh, let scripture reading, instead of you rambling on about what this song meant to you, instead of setting up a song with just the story every time, why not set it up with a scripture that sets it up, that dovetails into where the theme of the day or whatever, however you plan your worship. Um, Take, take the word of God more seriously. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying yes. to myself and to all of our listeners. Let's take the word of God even more seriously and focus on it with even more clearer uh, vision in 2020 than we have before. It's a great word. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Worship Life podcast as we talked about vision for 2020 and getting back into the word. Love to hear from some of you. You know what uh, I'd love? Yes. I, I'm going to put a request out there to our okay, listener. Uh, I'd love it if a listener to has, has a creative way that they have incorporated scripture into their worship time that's been particularly meaningful. Uh, in your church. Maybe it's something your church has grown accustomed to and you do, a creative thing yep. that you do. If you'd share that with us, I'd, I'd love great. to hear that. I'd great, love to hear That's it. a great idea. You can share that multiple ways. You can email us, worship at lifeway.com. You can join us at worshiplife.com on the blog site and share it there. You can join us to social media, whether you want to use Twitter, Facebook, whatever your favorite social media interaction is, and you can share it there. However you want to share those kind of stories uh, of how you creatively used scripture to lead your congregation. We'd love to hear it. Until next time, for Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan. We'll be back together to talk about worship and music in ministry very soon. Mm